This is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. Happy New Year, friends, and welcome to 2024. Well, I wanted to do something to kickstart us in the right direction. Today, I wanted to give you all a chance to pause and evaluate what really matters to you. It's a new year, so it's the perfect time to stop and take stock of our lives. The truth is, sometimes we know what's important to us, but it's not really evidenced by our actions. You know what I mean? It's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to put action behind it. We are going into a new year here, so let's fix that. I've been thinking about this a lot. I value my relationship with God, but is it evident in my life? It's supposed to be the number one thing above all else, right? But am I hearing His voice? Do I feel close to Him? Because if not, it's because I'm missing something on my end. God is always there. He has never left my side. So what can I do to go deeper? What can I do going into this year to hear His voice, and not just more clearly, but more often? That is my goal for the year, and hopefully yours too. Well, I love a good analogy, and I feel like God gave me one the other day that tied into this struggle to hear His voice above the world's voice. So here it is. Have you ever had your AirPods in listening to music, or a podcast, or an audible book, or really just anything that has your attention. And all of a sudden you get a text or notification or worse, an unwanted ad. That little automated voice starts reading out whatever just popped up on your device. It happens to me all the time, but a few weeks ago I had a revelation about it. I was walking, listening to worship music, wind in my hair, fresh air in my lungs, when All of a sudden, my music volume lowered and an ad for some clothing company came on, overriding the music. The music never actually stopped, but as the automated recording spouted off the whole long ad to me, I couldn't help but be annoyed. I missed my favorite part of the song, and I lost all of my momentum (laughs) for some ad to a place that I haven't shopped in years. And isn't that kind of the way life can be? full of interruptions and distractions. Seriously, it seems like everyone and everything has something to say, even in the time that we are trying to make for God. I had purposely gone on that walk to tune in. I was intentional about choosing worship music instead of a podcast. I wanted to set the tone, and yet there was still an interruption. I stopped and made a note in my phone about how the enemy likes to sneak in that way. Weeks have passed now, but as he does, I feel like God brought this back to me. In fact, he brought it up and he added a second half. See, as the holiday season ramped up and the new year has begun to make its appearance, I keep having the same thought. How do I turn down the volume of the world and turn up the voice of God? And really what I heard back was this. Spend more time with me. Draw closer, and I will drown out the noise of the world. And so it is. 
This is where Holy Spirit reminded me of those pesky ads and unwanted spam. The spending principle is the same. I may as well have asked, how do we get fewer ads in life? Fewer distractions and interruptions. Well, Holy Spirit basically answered with, you spend on me. Spend your time. Spend your attention. Spend your energy here with me. Just like you make that monthly exchange with Spotify or Amazon or whatever service you use, you're making an exchange to get those ad-free, uninterrupted times. And it's an investment. It shouldn't surprise me then that as the weeks were becoming louder and busier, I could feel him saying, come away with me. And so I did. The more time I made and the more space that I gave, I began to hear his voice more easily. It's the principle of the spend. Did you know that Matthew 6:21 says, "For where your treasure is, your heart will be also?" I love this verse. I love it for so many reasons. The first is that the older I get, the more I realize the thing I treasure the most is time. You can't make more of it, and once it's gone, you'll never get it back. Here's the other reason I love it. It makes you evaluate the things that you're prioritizing. Because the truth is, we make time for what we value. And this is my very lengthy way of drawing us back to the beginning question, what really matters to you? And is your life reflecting that? If something is important enough, we make the time and we give it our attention. So what are you giving your time to? What are you making space for? Do your actions line up with the thing that you're telling people? Does the top line in your bio match the life you're living? I'll answer my own question. Intimacy with God matters to me. Hearing His voice matters to me. Making the world less matters to me and making His voice the loudest thing in my life, that's what I want. That's how I want to live and operate and make decisions. And if you want the same thing going into the new year, this next portion is for you. Listen, I get a lot of questions regarding the voice of God. I get a lot of asks on how to go deeper and draw closer to Him in the middle of this chaotic world. And while there are a lot of great resources out there like Walking with God, How to Hear His Voice by John Eldridge, it's an awesome book. Today, I wanted to make a list of a few practices that I have found really helpful. They are simple, practical, and if practiced often, they are life-changing. One is this. I find it the most effective and maybe even most important. Make time and space for God. This is the spend. This is the great exchange of our most precious treasure, our time and attention. Without making the time, none of these other steps can happen. Think of it this way. If you have people in your life who are important enough, you make the time. You make plans for lunch. You meet up for coffee. You keep in touch via text. And don't you think that you could do the same for God? It just makes sense, doesn't it? How can you possibly say that you want a closer walk with God 
or a deeper intimacy if you aren't even willing to put your phone down and read the book he wrote? What makes you think that you can just hear his voice and know his will for your life if you aren't willing to take a walk and seek him out? It's so simple. It's the spend. Where are you spending your time and energy? Remember, you make time for the things you value. For where your treasure lives, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, 21. If your heart and time are chasing after things or status or accomplishments valued only by man in the world, then your love will be given over to those things. And that's a shame because any good and rich and deep relationship revolves around intimacy. Intimacy can only come from time spent in intentionality. Two, worship. It sets the atmosphere. Holy Spirit is our friend and our counselor. If you were planning to have company, you would prepare. You would clean the house. You would make dinner or at least have something to offer. You would make it a place they wanted to be. Y'all, I have worship music playing around the clock in our house. Whether we sing it or not, the undertone in our home is one of welcome for the Holy Spirit to reside. Three, give thanks. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but giving thanks takes you into the presence of the Lord. Psalm 104 says, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him. Bless His name. That's King James. And another version says, I love this. You can pass through his open gates with a password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thanks offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name, the Passion Translation. I love this version because it says open gates with a password of praise. And I think we often overlook the simplicity of coming before the Lord with thanksgiving and praise. I'm sure you've all heard this by now, but scientific studies have proven that anxiety and fear cannot reside in the brain at the same time as gratitude. That means that if we spend our time practicing gratitude and praising Him, there is no physiological way to be anxious or afraid. Not only that, but it draws your heart into God's presence. It takes our eyes off of the stuff and onto the King of Kings. Four, read the Word. I can't emphasize this enough. Here's why. Hebrews 4.12 says, The Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Y'all, this means that when we read the Bible, it reads us. God's words will jump out at us at any and every area we need work in. When it says that it's alive and active, it means that it is truly alive and specific to you and your life. If it's applicable to you, it's going to stick out. Your heart will leap and your spirit will recognize the truth of it. The word is God's truth. Everything in it is revealing who he is. It reveals his heart. It reveals his character, and by nature, it will reveal your own heart and your own issues to you. That sounds kind of intense, but it's true. Reading God's Word has a way of refining you 
while learning who he is. And that's it. That is intimacy. The more you know someone, the better you are at hearing their voice. Five, this one may be the most mundane of all the steps, but it's tried and true. Unplug. When God whispers, come away with me, it's not as if he's asking me to bring my phone and check my texts, my emails, my DMs, my voicemails while I'm away on a walk. It's him saying, take yourself out of the noise. Give yourself a chance by at least removing the loudest and most enticing distractions. Haven't you ever heard that saying, if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy? It's kind of true. There's no need to destroy you if all he has to do is distract you into oblivion. Remove the temptations. If that's the TV, if that's your phone, your laptop, it may even be a house full of little people who need your attention around the clock. I'm not saying abandon them. I'm just saying, give yourself permission to be removed from the noise and focus on the one who holds it all. If you go on a walk, turn off your phone, turn it on airplane mode, or turn it on do not disturb. Guys, all of these steps for me look like this. I walk almost every day, out in nature or around the neighborhood, wherever I'll have the fewest distractions the least amount of traffic and people and literal noise. Then I play worship music. Before I listen to a podcast or a sermon or even an audible book, it's like worship before the word at church. It's setting the atmosphere. So steps one and two, spend time, make space and worship. Then you move deeper with thanksgiving and praise. Talk to God. Just thank Him for who He is what He's done, and all that He's done for you and will do. Tell Him what He means to you. Ask Him what you can do for Him. You're opening up a line of communication that is priceless. God wants to meet you there. This is where you are going to start hearing His voice. This is when He will start dropping people and things and purpose and dreams into your heart because you've redirected your time and your energy. You turned it to Him. You are living out what really matters to you. And slowly, your walk with God will grow. It will deepen and widen and grow until you start seeing His hand in everything. You can hear His voice. You know His work. Your eyes will see and your ears will hear and your heart will recognize God because of the intimacy you are cultivating. And lastly, be in His Word. It will read you while you read it. It will bring truth and light and revelation where you have questions and worry and confusion. You'll notice that I didn't mention prayer today, as I feel it goes without saying. This intimacy and this time that I've been talking about all day is the spend. Prayer is simply a line of communication between us. It doesn't have to be a request or a petition or a pleading with God. It's relational. Yes, we can ask of Him. And yes, we can make requests. But the thing is, God knows your heart already. He made you. He'll know your heart's desire before you do. It could be that you are entering into a new year wondering what your purpose is. God already knows. And these practices that I've mentioned today will launch you into discovering it for yourself. God wants that for you. 
Today, I am praying for each of you to figure out what really matters. Figure it out and then act like it. Make the exchange. Spend your time and energy in pursuit of Him. I will end with this sweet reminder. In church last week, our pastor said, Worship directs the adoration of our hearts, and what we love changes us. So guys, think about what you really love in this life. And as your year begins, I challenge you to pursue that. Pursue Him and watch as He changes not only your life, but the lives of everyone around you. Today, I am praying for what really matters in your life and the courage to chase it. I love y'all, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share this show with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.